so we don't have a name for this yet. That's true. As as a as a podcast, so it's strong start. Um, uh, strong start. Gonna, gonna be re-recording these intros. Uh, we might at the end, or I might leave it like this, and then just punch in. We don't have a name, and then just cut in. The name is this, <laughs> like from my computer. Um, uh, just starkly different audio. Well, just like yeah. Dungeons no, just be and like, dipshits. Instead of being, we don't have a name. It would be like we have a name now and name. Yeah. <laughs> um, Welcome uh, to. But I thought we would start this like we normally hear podcasts start, which is by going around, starting from me and then going clockwise. Yes, that is clockwise. Good radio. I'm already making giant hand gestures. And so I will introduce myself. My name is Steve, and I will be the game mother. Uh, for this uh, homebrew D&D 5th edition podcast. I'm Kelsey Steven. I'll be Marit Grimclank. My name is Aaron, and I will be playing Iron Scratch of the Twisting Peaks, or Scratch for short. My name is Ron Leota, and I'll be playing Tama, a.k.a. Tassilius the Speaker. So uh, we're just going to jump right into it. Um, uh, let's do some, some dungeons and then subsequently some dragons. In the last episode of this podcast, we saw that Scratch and Tama were busy uh, fisticuff boxing bare knuckle <laughs> atop a cliffside while Merritt was hanging, dangling from one hand. And as as Merritt's two companions fought over who would be able to save him, <laughs> Merritt, of course, fell to their death. Kelsey, roll a new character. <laughs> Surprise! Yes. Did you guys fight on the way over? <laughs> <laughs> One of us walked here. <laughs> it's not that long from our place. <laughs> I mean, which is impressive since you arrived at the same time. I just... See what you're speed walking. Oh, I just drove behind him. Yeah, honking. <laughs> I need those steps, man. <laughs> All right. In the tree-spotted green groves of the Hourglass Herd Mountains, we find our pit crew camping for the evening before heading a few miles further into the north into Davidstown. A fire has been built and warms our little troop while providing light under Cherno's dark embrace of night. While nocturnal birds and rodents scurry about their business, the pit crew chew on supplies brought from Regal Soul, meat stewed in water and barley, spiced with pepper and rosemary in simple dishware. One would hardly expect this to be the predominant front-running team in the great sport, paid and proselytized by the House of Morning Sun, and expected to find themselves in the championship for the third year running. The air is chill, but not so cold that a uh, fur blanket or a warm coat in proximity to a fire couldn't easily alleviate the discomfort. The foursome rests on turned-over and uh, uh, fallen trees, eating and chatting in quiet isolation from the creature comforts of civilization. Two horses graze nearby at the cart, with canvas draped over the linchpin to their entire survival, wealth, and respect. The champion armor. Here we have Lanik, a goliath, hunched over his bowl, eating very efficiently as he glances 
at his uh, crew of support staff. Lanik glances over at Scratch. Aaron, would you describe what Scratch looks like? Uh, yes. Scratch is a... No. 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 <laughs> already canceled. We've already canceled the podcast. We're all going home. Uh, so Scratch is about three foot six, roughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tallest among us, uh, but certainly the uh, among the shortest of the tabaxi. I, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yep. Okay. Um, she's uh, got grayish brownish fur. Uh, it's modeled with uh, dark spots and stripes. Uh, she's got bushy fur around the cheeks. If you're familiar with Palace's cat, uh, that's pretty much what spe- uh, species she is. She's got a big bushy tail with rings on it. Um, and she's wearing a uh, basically a maintenance jumpsuit uh, that's tied around her waist. Uh, she it's made of a thick canvas like fabric that she's enchanted to be resistant to wears and scrapes and whatnot so that she can clamber around and work on stuff. She has a tool belt with a couple with a hammer and chisel on it. Uh, and she's wearing a simple tunic underneath the um, underneath the jumpsuit. Lannick glances over at Scratch, uh, uh, flexing his his large muscles kind of like stretching them out. As a Goliath, he stands more than twice any of your height. <laughs> and uh, uh, looks down and is like, Scratch, that was uh, an excellent uh, an excellent session. Uh, you and Tama did a wonderful job in the armor. Uh, I told you that this training, it would uh, go very well with, uh, with me just bare with only what I was born with. <laughs> and of course, Lannick is fully nude as he sits <laughs> with the rest of you. Um, uh, uh, man, hand-to-hand fighting, you controlling the champion armor inside with Tama, and eventually maybe Merit. We, we will see if we can we can squeeze him in there. Uh, and as the Goliath glistens with sweat and returns to eating, he looks over <laughs> at uh, uh, Merit and uh, he's like, don't 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 worry, young man. We you're still you're still relatively new. You will learn all of the uh, all of the ways to properly train your champion. Uh, Kelsey, would you describe what Merit looks like? Merit uh, is just under three feet, so a little short even for a goblin, because um, he has a little a little gnomish ancestry in his background. He's uh, kind of in like motorcycle-ish garb armor um, and wears like a little shield buckler thing on his back um, and most importantly juiciest butt <laughs> really what color is his skin what's his hair look like <laughs> no just, he's recognized by the butt trust me um, <laughs> When people are like, hey, where's Merritt? They're like, yeah, that goblin with the dump truck ass. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch has got it. I don't see it. <laughs> Scratch knows where to look. Scratch knows what's up. Just look for the goblin dragging the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's he's kind of like a a, a little bit mossy-ish green, purple hair. Um, very, very handsome for a goblin. Very much a like... 
Ooh, Jock boy goblin. For a goblin. <laughs> so Lanik looks over at Merritt. He's like, What uh 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 have you been have you been enjoying your time though? Like this is the first time we've been on the road a lot since you've joined us. Have you been enjoying traveling outside of Regil's soul? I know that's where you grew up. It's been pretty nice. I've been uh enjoying not breaking as many things I'm not supposed to. <laughs> we do give you the opportunity to break some things here and the opportunity to not so much with the little fidgety things, the, the <laughs> fidgety things that your dad works on. We're not fans. He's like, speaking of fidgety things. Ron, can you describe what Tama looks like for us? Well, uh, Tama is uh, just a hair over three feet tall. He is a failing, uh, if you know what a halfling is. He is something akin to that, however uh, fey-blooded. He has dark green hair, uh, absolutely no body hair, except for the fur on his prehensile monkey-like tail uh, that sticks out of the back of his white trousers. He wears more light oceanic colors, uh, with accents of things you would find in the ocean, like shark's teeth, driftwood being carved. Um, he also has several uh, pieces of uh, something akin to Polynesian tribal tattooing on his arm and his face. Uh, lots of uh, swirling and dark line designs uh, akin to something like uh, more like waves. Uh, puka shell necklace around it, a little braided uh, wristband. Uh, uh, no, uh, he does wear a kakui <laughs> nut necklace, however. Uh, nice, nice. <laughs> Dama, are you going to? Uh, I need you to. I need. We need to have a conversation. So, what I do not want to find is that if I wake up at three in the morning to take a piss or miterate, as 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 as. Uh, and and relieve myself that I don't find an empty sack next to me and a Tama just somewhere in the wind until the morning. This wouldn't be a problem if you showed up at sunrise for the mandatory sunrise exercises that we all do together because a fit team is a unified team. Yes, I know that you don't necessarily need to fight out there in the armor, but I need your spirit and your energy with me. Tama, I need you to, to not... We have a big day tomorrow. We go to Davidstown. We we do a couple meet and greets, some interviews, and then of course in the evening we have the exhibition match with uh, I think the I think the guy we're fighting is actually named David, which is a weird coincidence. Um, uh, <laughs> so I need you at your best. I know it's well, my lord. I must say it is uh, interesting that you would choose to use the phrase. Uh, 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 carrying your spirit, because indeed that is what I am doing when I am out at night. As your bard and your speaker, I must carry your name to the townsfolk and the locals, even the other fighters, so they know, they know of your might, and they know of the <laughs> tales that I sing around the campfires. And that is why I am constantly late, because I am simply up doing what it is that a bard must do, <laughs> and that, speak. Uh, first roll of the game roll for bullshit. <laughs> uh, uh, you can decide if that's deception can, or persuasion. Can uh, Merit, I'm gonna go uh, persuasion. Bet try to help this out. Uh, yeah. Don't say your roll yet, Tama. <laughs> Merit, roll your dice first. 
this isn't going to be a normal help action where you'd give advantage. Mm-hmm. I want you to roll your dice to see if you at, can give advantage. Do you want to know what I want to say before or after I roll? <laughs> God, I really, as a human, I want to know now. <laughs> um, yeah, what do, what do you think to say? Just think of the exposure. Think of who wouldn't have been there the first time if you hadn't been out all those nights. And it convinced uh, me. What's what's my bonus? <laughs> I hope it's high. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> what did you get on the die? Uh, so it's a seven on the die. That's not strong. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a plus two. Yeah, plus two on my charisma. Okay, so, so that doesn't a, beat. That's a nine. It's nine <laughs> beat DC. No advantage for Tama. Tama, what did you what did you get? Eighteen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so. You didn't roll low enough to give Tom a disadvantage. <laughs> I'll give you that. Um, so good work not fucking it up, Mary. Um, uh, 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 Lannick looks at uh, Tom and he's like, you, you, you make a good point. I will not ride you so much about this other nights, but tonight I need you here. Uh, we, we, we have to get up early. We're, we're going to have to cut the workout short. We've got a full docket of events tomorrow this is apparently some celebration now remember david's town is not a big part of haza right it's not the most important part of the domain of the morning sun our of course sponsor um uh it's not it's not significant in that way but it's important to show up to these towns and 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 show them what their nation can be proud of, what their domain can be proud of. And admittedly, it is the gateway to uh, Regal Soul uh, with the whole rail trolley through the, the, the hourglass herd. Like, if it, otherwise, you got to go all the way around, all the way around that mountain range. That takes months. So, so I just, I want everyone on their best behavior. Merritt, this will be the first time that you're in like, in like uh, speaking, so I'm gonna need you to speak better than you just did. Um, <laughs> uh, I like, uh, I like have... to think that before this, Lannick basically just like pushed Merritt out of the way to say this to Toma, <laughs> and so I've just been like nodding into his hand into until his he hand, finally his like giant up to giant hand, <laughs> cradling your whole head, just like. <laughs> uh, so back to Lannick being like, like I need you to there, and then Merritt. I guess he moves his hand to yeah. the other side of you. Lennox, sir, I just uh, point of order. You said you weren't going to ride Tama a lot earlier. I just wanted to point out that there are people out there who would probably pay really good money to see that. So, you know, just throwing that out there. Tama right. gives you this, like, death glare. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. I'm going to go into my bag, my professional gaming bag that I brought. Um, plastic. Uh, it's clear. It's good for recording that it sounds like you're reaching into a bag of chips every time yeah. you get a die. Let, let, let me just get into this chip bag here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, get one see, of the as long as I put bags. in you commenting on that, it's fine. It's good audio. It's good radio. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm not editing, so good. It's just <laughs> Yeah, right? Um, uh, uh, I'm gonna roll insight to see if Lannick gets that joke. <laughs> that is a 17 on on the die. Yeah. Uh, so Lannick looks at Scratch and he's like, Scratch, Scratch. We've talked about your b- blue humor before. It's, it's inappropriate. <laughs> yes, sir, we have. <laughs> it's inappropriate. Tama and I might 
Not that I wouldn't be romantically attracted to Tama, but it would be incredibly inappropriate to the workplace. See, there are boundaries amongst a uh, 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 supervisor and employee as we have this dynamic. And there's appropriate jokes to be made, like, oh, Tama, you're so silly. Like, that's a hilarious joke. But, <laughs> but, but yes. Hysterical, sir. Yes. But you can't have me... In, in like, even if it's just for funsies and sillies, uh, you can't have me in a sexually compromising position. Besides, everyone knows that I'm a bottom. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, what I wanted to say is that as we move into this season of, uh, uh, of the great sport, as we move into this season... Uh, we have this warm-up exhibition match, and then we go to Kenyar Kozar, uh, the breadbasket, uh, to the Sky Spire. And uh, that's really the first big event. I want to say that I'm really happy. Merritt, you have been excellent. You hold large sheets of metal like a man three times your size. Uh, 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 scratch, uh, uh, we've been working together for a while. Obviously, you took us to the championship last season. I know that commentators don't respect that. <laughs> that it's pretty much all the person behind the, the, the armor. But it is you. Fingers. And Tama... Tama. Merit just like cheers. <laughs> Tama, you speak better than I do. So I think that's really the key function of why you're here. Every 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 champion has a herald or a, a promoter or a hype guy, I think is the new <laughs> lingo the kids are using right now. Um uh, uh so I the zoomers. I, I'm really I'm really the zoomers, the zoomers <laughs> of, of the fold. Um <laughs> So-called uh, because they they get really into haste potions. <laughs> that haste potion problem is a real issue in, 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 in all areas of society, rural and urban. It's true. Like, like they, they go on haste and then they just keep doing things twice as fast and have advantage on so many skill checks <laughs> and no negative consequences. And everyone's like, I want haste potions, but there's not enough. Uh, <laughs> there's not enough haste potions. Fucking zoomers. It's great growth in that job. uh uh, uh, but i want i want to remember so uh i would like to go around the circle and give one compliment of affirmation to each person as we do every night to make sure that we are synergized as a team um (laughs) so i am going to start with and he looks at tama and then he turns back to scratch scratch (laughs) scratch scratch I believe that in your heart of hearts, you are a fine teacher so far to merit. From what I've seen, I've never had to see you teach someone as much as you've had to teach merit, <laughs> arguably more than is reasonable, <laughs> with such patience. And it swells my heart to the same size as the rest of my body. <laughs> okay, now you go, Scratch. To someone other than me. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Tama. Maybe you choose Merit. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He doesn't hate Tama that much. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. You know, uh, Merit, you've been doing excellent uh, on the team. You've been picking up really quick. And uh, and Tama, you've you got a real pretty face. <laughs> Again, we've talked about the appropriate lines that you crossed. Tama is a very pretty boy, but I'm 31. All right. 
<laughs> all everyone under the su- under the height of eight foot looks like a child to me. Um, uh, well, for some races, thirty one might also still be a child. I mean, for halflings, it's theoretically like. I mean, I'm not going to get into the D and D lore. That's yeah. unnecessary for the podcast. So it's I'm like also not a halfling. You're failing. <laughs> I know. It sounds like you're failing. Uh, oh. oh, boom! Aaron, your character dies. Roll up a new one. Um, uh, and dysentery. Scratch uh, chokes on a fly. And just <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's an expander fly. It flies in. Roll a 25 DC check. Constitution. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I appreciate you got the merit compliment. You got bonus compliment for. Tama, uh, that's that's very nice. Uh, you are uh, aesthetically pleasing, Tama. I don't want you to not think that. Um, uh, but not like a like a, a doll. We're gonna move on, man. Tama, I appreciate you taking the heat off us. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very insightful. <laughs> that's a very insightful appreciation. Plus one to that. <laughs> All right, and uh, Tama. Scratch. I appreciate how often you keep me on my toes in a social situation. <laughs> Without you, I believe that I wouldn't be getting the mental exercise that I need to be able to do my job. <laughs> Anytime, buddy. <laughs> I rolled a four on insight on that. I don't see the backhandedness of it. I'm like, yes. That's a wonderful thing. See, this is why you need different types of people in a pit crew. <laughs> there are pit crews out there and they're like, oh, it's all orcs or it's all it's all like elves or it's all half elves, which is often not that different than all elves. Or it's or it's or, or it's all Kanku, except for the person fighting because Kankus are tiny. Well, they're not like super tiny, not like you, but like they're like smaller while still technically being a medium in t-shirt size. Uh, before I had this, before Morning Sun, as I tell you each this time, this same story every night before Morning Sun, I was essentially prescribed a uh, a life of a mercenary. I was going to have to kill people to survive, and like you know, I. I'm not going to let someone kill me, but I, I'm not a murderer. I'm a, I'm a manager. Uh, I'm a people person, as you know, as you all are familiar with. And uh, now yes. I see that you and, and all of you are, are, are getting along. Morning Sun brought me on and, and, and trained me up. And I know he, he helped Merit, uh, like he positioned Merit into this. And, and I just, I want to give my final compliment as I do every night to him that even though he is not like some sort of spirit God and he can't hear us, that we appreciate the opportunity to not either kill things for money or as far as I know what most peasants do, which is hit mud with stick. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was never... I was I was the eighth child of a noble family. Like it was either this mercenary work or a church, and so uh, I appreciate that we all get to participate in the great sport. Uh, uh, but as always, I'm gonna go to bed. Feel free when you come into the tent, because of course Lanik has you all sleep in the same tent together for team bonding. It is a what a modern REI tent. 
would call a four-person tent, <laughs> which means that two adult human beings could normally fit in there. But you're small, Atlantic is larger, and so it's cozy. It's kind of like a little bit of a like a like a puppy pile in there. <laughs> but, does uh, uh, Does Lannick also sleep in the nude? Uh, uh, not necessarily. <laughs> um, uh, it depends on the weather, but it's a little chilly tonight. So Lannick puts on, puts like you can see him go into the tent and begin, yeah, okay. kind of putting on some sort. <laughs> I don't, of I don't know how Scratcher the others would feel about sleeping next to a dong that's like half their size. <laughs> Oh, uh, 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 since you brought it up, uh, Scratch, uh, roll a D12, and we're going to si- find out, uh, uh, yeah, D12, we're going to find out Lannick's dog size. <laughs> oh, gosh. Five. Lannick is not particularly endowed. It's, he's a little, he's like in the average range, which mm-hmm. on like a, if he were like 5'8", mm-hmm. it would be fine. Yeah. But he's eight and a half feet tall, <laughs> so it is very small looking. <laughs> but it's still poorly positioned for all of you when you're standing around him. Yeah, and so uh, 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 and he's commonly is, naked. Now, um, now I'm curious: is this um, are Goliaths meant to be like I guess proportional, or are they hung more or less like humans? So just on a we're, we're really getting into the weeds about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm curious. Let now. me go into the Dungeons and Dragons archives and uh, dig that up later. Now, uh, you're, the one that, you're the one that brought it up and made us roll for it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. In let's my go mind, into the book of erotic Goliaths fantasy. are <laughs> like all me- they're considered medium creatures. Oh, okay. So in my mind, um, Goliaths are medium hung. Okay. Where it's like it, it can be a range of uh, like humanoid dog size okay so he's still um, like roughly average-ish maybe smaller side of average for a goliath uh he's yeah he's smaller so yeah and a, okay. a goliath there's mit there's okay so there's some stereotypes that all goliaths are hung <laughs> and they seem like they'd be positive stereotypes because that sounds like a good thing but in reality there is no such thing as a positive stereotype i'm going to teach you a little bit about racism Aaron. so um <laughs> I feel like this is a conversation that Scratch and uh, uh, Lannick had in character at some point. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, uh, also, uh, Goliaths aren't like known to be nude or barbarous. It's Lannick is very specifically comfortable with his body. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So uh, back into it. So Lannick uh, begins to uh, get his night clothes on. We all quickly draw straws to see who sleeps closest to him. <laughs> closest to him. Okay, you draw straws. Uh uh, uh, roll d20s. Find out who sleeps closest to Lannick tonight. Something oh. that happens every night. Who's that? Uh, 30. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Uh, nine. Nine. Five on the die. Oh, my God. I rolled a three. <laughs> like, uh, it would have that... been so easy to beat either. <laughs> You've known Lannick the longest. Yeah. And, and... So Scratch wouldn't mind that much. Yeah. It's just like, okay, whatever. It's not, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and, you know, it's still pretty early in the night. Like, the sun is down. It's stars. Uh, it's just after Hindfrost, uh, the second season or the second month of the cold season on the fold. And so it's ch- especially chilly here, but it's moving into Antifate, which is the spring, the first month of the spring season. It's nicer, but that means that it's only like 7.30, 8 p.m. <laughs> like at night um, and everything. You're a few miles outside of Davidstown. 
Um, it's just down the road. Most of you know how to get there automatically uh, because Tama and and Scratch, you're a bit more traveled. And then um, uh, Merit, you're from here. Uh, you're from Haza, so you know Haza specifically. And Davidstown is notable uh, uh, for being an entry port, but other than that, is not really interesting. So whether or not you've actually been to Davidstown is 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 beside the point. But you know it um, and everything. Uh, what do you do? What do you do now that uh, you almost immediately hear Lannick snoring away? <laughs> uh, Scratch is going to pack a pipe and start smoking. What is Scratch smoking? Just tobacco. Mm-hmm. Pipe weed. I'm going to need you to roll. Weed from uh, the I, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to need you to roll a percentile dice, and right. as it adds up to a hundred, you're going to get lung cancer. <laughs> um, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm lying. Uh, <laughs> Games have to have real consequences for them to be fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the tone we're going here. Cancer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scratch grabs a pipe, loads it up with some tobacco, mm-hmm. and uh, starts smoking. Um, uh, Tama. Uh, Tama pulls out his ukulele and starts just strumming a simple tune and, uh, you know, tuning up his uke just to make sure it's going to sound good uh, if he needs to perform. And uh, between uh, little practice songs, he's uh, taking swigs of wine. And uh, Merritt, what are you doing? I'm just seeing if there's any, uh, if there's any like leftover scraps of meal left, kind of cleaning up food wise and uh, just relaxing, enjoying. Like Are, cleaning up eating it? Or yeah. Cl- oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, 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 does anyone do the dishes? <laughs> I mean, Merritt leaves his behind clean except for saliva, but like. <laughs> no. <laughs> D- does Merritt eat like a goblin? Like, like. No, a- yeah, <laughs> like- I mean, he was raised in a, like, middle-upper-class family. He knows how to eat politely in front of people, but, like, this... Who's gonna give a fuck? Yeah, no one's gonna care. You're bordering on bad uh, 80s comedian. Goblins eat like this. Elves eat like this. Am I right? Comedy. Steve, why are you so racist about my goblin? Um, because I'm the game mother. (laughs) I'm the dungeon mommy, and uh, uh, that's 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 what we do: is we make pre- presuppositions about our little children and what they should behave like. Uh, Scra- Scratch is waiting to see if anyone else does it, and then if nobody else does it, she'll do it after she smokes the pipe. Scratch, as her usual. I'm gonna assume Tama doesn't do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> when, when scratch does do the dishes i'll like help dry or do like one of them <laughs> <laughs> this team really held up by scratch <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong tama cleans his wine cup at the end of the night <laughs> i mean that's fair you're doing you're, you're doing your own thing um uh uh at least, but not his dinner plates. Uh, can I have you all roll perception? Nat twenty. I don't see shit. Ooh, that's a nineteen on the die. I got a ten total. Ten total. Yep. Nat twenty for Tama. Yeah, so twenty-one total. Twenty-one. Nice. All right, Tama. Even though you're playing, uh, playing your uke. Your ears are always up. You recognize that you are in the wilderness. 
Um, and there have been creature noises and everything, but with a nat 20, Tama, you notice that about the moment Lanik went to bed, Merritt, you, you, you notice this as well as, as Tama begins to kind of put it together. All of the noises of nature stopped around you. You can still hear wind through the trees, <laughs> uh, through the, like the, the, the non-deciduous, like the pine trees. Um, but you can't hear like bugs or, or, or birds or rodents or anything in there. Your and... plane scare everything off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a lack of a le- less cliche uh, phrase, it's quiet, too quiet. <laughs> uh, uh, you notice none of this scratch. You're yeah, just, you're, you're busy paying attention to the noises of the dishes you're cleaning. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, bardic inspiration, bardic inspiration, bardic inspiration. <laughs> all three of them. We're about to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, uh, that's good true. point. That's Very true. good point. Damn yeah. you and your strategies. <laughs> yeah. All right. all right, so with that in, in mind, if you go quiet, it stays quiet. This continues for several seconds into a minute. If you just sit there, it's just quiet now. Other than you can hear Lennox snoring. Other than Scratch singing to themselves, wash the dishes, plates. Yes. That's um, what Scratch the kitten hates. <laughs> Uh, dark vision. Do I see anything out in the darkness? Uh, you don't see anything in the immediate area of like roughly 120 feet in the camp. And then things begin to kind of obscure into, because you're in a clearing. You're okay. not in like a forest, but you're in like a wood or like a grove kind of of trees where there's just kind of like semi-sparse but consistent trees kind of down there. Because you're still kind of high enough in the mountains to... to to not have that like dense wood, certainly not the woods of Talani Weld. Okay, um, I'm gonna walk the perimeter of camp, not straying too far from my companions. Um, can I make an investigate check to kind of look around? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Investigate check. Uh, that is a fourteen total. <clears throat> Um, the only thing you note, uh, when you walk around the camp is that there is a light that doesn't seem natural, kind of off into the wood quite a ways from you. You can see sort of a dim glow and it's like yellow-ish, orange-ish, so it could be another camp. It's pretty far. It looks like it's kind of pretty far off. You can only see it now because it's nighttime and all you really have is the stars and the moons to light your way. I wave my hand as to not make noise and kind of gesture for the rest of uh, the group to come join me so I can point out the light. Okay. I like the idea that the group does not respond. <laughs> <laughs> Just completely no yes anding in this. Scratch, Scratch kind of goes... And like stops doing the dishes, wipes her hands dry, and comes over. And is like, all right, what's up? Yeah, Mary just just immediately was like, oh. I was, <laughs> I was I was like slowly drying one dish like five times, <laughs> and just kind of set it down and wander away to <laughs> poor Toma. 
Did we hear or notice anyone setting up camp nearby? Did we hear the sound, the sounds of tent spikes being driven into the ground, wood being gathered, wood being chopped? Did we hear any of those natural sounds you'd hear for setting up a camp when we were getting here? Um, not specifically. Okay. Um, uh, uh, this is far enough away that it might have been while you were training. Okay, because gotcha. you were, you know, uh, uh, Tama and Scratch were in the suit, in the champion armor suit, <laughs> uh, do, fighting against a naked Lannick. Um, <laughs> he doesn't have to get naked for it. He could just not have any armor on, but still have like at least a loincloth. But he insists nudity leaves him maximum vulnerable, and that's what, the level of defense he wants up. <laughs> So it could have happened then. It could have happened while you were setting up camp and just chatting. It's far enough away that you wouldn't, unless you were sitting in the silence, you wouldn't really hear anything coming from that direction. And you don't currently hear. It's too far away for you to hear, even though you're not hearing birds, you're not hearing insects, you're not hearing rodents. You're only hearing trees with a little bit of breeze, but you're not hearing anything from that direction. Okay. Merit looks up <laughs> there anything weird in the, in the trees that would be like scaring away no but roll perception since you're looking again let's see you had a pretty good one last time so. that's a 19 nice. on the die again uh, so you don't um hear like see anything up you don't see any birds nothing's roosting or anything like that nothing's resting or perched you see no animals and you get the distinct impression that it's not silence. This isn't like a magic spell that's making things quiet. There are literally no animals near you anymore. No living creatures beside the four of you, the two horses pulling the wagon. And hmm. that is it. And the horses are fine? Yeah, so the horses are fine. The horses are just sitting there. They're kind of, kind of like sleepily leaning um leaning and like occasionally they'll wake up and like eat a bit of grass and then go back to sleep detect magic uh so i take one action um and in a radius of about 30 feet from myself up to 10 minutes uh i can sense the presence of magic uh if you sense magic in this way you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic and you learn hmm. its school of magic if any the spell can penetrate most barriers, but it is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, or a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. Uh, what's its range? 30 feet. 30 feet. And I'll kind of do another perimeter walk. Uh, um, uh, you don't detect any magic around you within 30 feet, but roll an arcana check. Since you've got a spell kind of active. Ten. Ten. Yeah, you know that there's no current spell on your area or within 30 feet from your kind of outer perimeter where you're comfortable with. Merit is unsettled and, and hissy and wants <laughs> to scramble up a tree and look around. Preferably still close to somebody. I'm not gonna, I'm once not, I'm in the tree, I can't control that. Gar <laughs> a gargoyle comes and scoops. <laughs> Roll a new character. Um, uh, uh, it's this deadly of a campaign. It's a dire hawk. <laughs> yeah. It's a flying crab, and it comes and it grabs you in its fly crab pincers, <laughs> and then it, it, it and then it becomes your best friend, and you go on sea adventures with it. Yeah. You've left this life behind. You're um, under three feet tall, just a regular owl. 
Just Some a regular snow. owl. Just a bigger regular owl. Uh, so yeah, climb up the tree. I'm not going to make you roll athletics because you've got time to do it. And your character is, has a pretty good baseline of athletics. Plus five. Yeah, yeah, and everything. So I'm not too worried about that. Uh, climb up the tree. Roll insight as you look at the glowing light. That's a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Nice. You know now that that light, even though you can't really see its source, it's kind of obfuscated by branches and things like that. You know now that that light is absolutely not fire light <laughs> from that vantage. Even though it fluctuates and it kind of like shifts and yellows and oranges and stuff like that, it is not firelight merit. Uh, Scratch calls up, so, hey, Merit, uh, does the light seem to be getting closer to us? No, it's stationary. Hmm. Well, Scratch is mostly unconcerned. <laughs> Scratch, Scratch, Scratch still Scratch hasn't like, really... Why bother it if it's not coming <laughs> yeah. at us? Yeah, exactly. Like, Scratch still hasn't, like, cottoned on to the fact that, like, there's no wildlife here. Like, she still hasn't... Oh, yeah, yeah. doesn't have that perception. Yeah. No one's verbally oh. said where'd all the wildlife go. So, like, she understands, like, the nervousness and, like, you know, making sure and whatnot. So she's just yeah, kind of I been standing by and watching. Yeah, at that point, Merritt's probably just going to shout down, like, I can't hear anything, and that light's not fire. Well, I mean, you know, magic people set up camp, too. <laughs> <laughs> they got I'm, their weird ways. I'm going to check it out. Yeah? Um. Well... I One of us should go fight with the you. night before we have a fight. <laughs> it, if it's an exhibition match, or other people come into town? All right. Yeah, but the it not being firelight is what's starting to concern me and the whole creepy. There are no animals when there were. Wait, there are no. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> now you Lacey can hear. Yeah. There are no <laughs> animals. Other than the horses, there is not <laughs> yeah. a single sound. Shit, you're right. <laughs> Scratch, your cat-like reflexes. Do it again. <laughs> um, I would uh, like to uh, stealth my way over towards the light, and I would like to cast uh, roughly every 20 feet I move or so a uh, minor illusion, which allows me to create a sound or image within my range, which is 30 feet. Mm -hmm. Um of someone uh, walking the other direction from me 30 feet away. Because that's a cantrip, right? Yeah, it's a cantrip. So I'm just, I'm making twig snaps and things yeah. away from me to further conceal where I specifically yeah. am. All right. Do either of you go with Tama or do both of you go with Tama? Um, yeah, one of us should definitely go with Tama. Uh, do you want to go or should I? Because one of us should also stay with... Uh, our sleeping Lannick. And maybe possibly and wake armor. him up. <laughs> yeah, and the armor, for sure. Well, which one of you is quietest? Uh, I have a plus five in stealth. So I'm probably the quietest, but uh, what's your... Merit would probably think he's quiet. How, how good are you at fighting, Merit? I know that wasn't part of the interview process, but it's kind of relevant now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I mean, I'm pretty good. Okay. So maybe you stay behind. And then what I can do is I'll cast alarm 
Uh, I'll set uh, an alarm on a 20-foot cube uh, around Lanik's tent in the armor. Uh, what does alarm do? All right, so alarm. You set an alarm against unwanted intrusion. Choose a door, a window, or an area with within range that is no larger than a 20-foot cube. Until the spell ends... Uh, until the spell ends, an alarm alerts you whenever a tiny or larger creature touches or enters the warded area. When you cast the spell, you can designate creatures that won't set off the alarm, so obviously any of us. Uh, you also choose whether the alarm is mental or audible. Oh, I, I really like to think you de- like originally didn't bother like nixing people out. You're like, you know it's there. Why would you and immediately Maris set that shit off the first time I was there? And yeah, you had so to use as it, it begins <laughs> to start, you just quickly adjust the spell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be like, oh, not them. Um, oh, also, I just noticed this. So uh, I'm going to make it a mental alarm because a mental alarm will ping you in your mind if you're within one mile of the warded area. Nice. Uh, and it wakes you up if you're sleeping. Audible alarm only makes a handbell sound for 10 seconds within 60 feet. So that's a no-brainer. So mental alarm, uh, how long does it last? Uh, eight hours. Eight hours, okay. Uh, and then I go to sneak off with uh, uh, Tama, and I tell, uh, I tell Merit to, you know, Keep an eye out. Stay frosty. Uh, Merritt probably just stays in his tree. Merritt <laughs> stays in his tree. Okay. Thanks. All right. We'll stealth it up. So yeah. uh, we're going to do uh, 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 Tama and Scratch. Uh, we're going to do your favorite okay. thing and immediately split the party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. It's a party of three people and you instantly split it. Oh, I mean, uh, you do. We are within a hundred feet of each other. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're exactly you're splitting the party. <laughs> One thunder wave and I can get them to come running. <laughs> uh, Tama, you're doing your job uh, keeping things distracted. Scratch, you're creeping up behind Tama. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll, both of you roll stealth with advantage because of what Tama is doing. All right. Cantrips. Add strats. Can I choose to use the Vardic Inspiration retroactively? Yeah. No, you can, You always, mm-hmm. before, oh, before cool. I say whether or not it succeeds, uh-huh. you can implement it. Any, even after you roll a die. Excellent. So you roll your die, you look at it, and you're like, I don't know, and then you add the bardic. Okay. I'm going to exp- I'm gonna do it, too. <laughs> That's one of, the, uh, one of those nice not- things like smites where you decide after the roll. Ah, uh, nice. So that will bring Excellent. it up to a 15. A 15? Yeah. That I- makes me real sad because you had advantage and a bardic to get there. Yep. Yeah, I didn't do much better. Ooh. I rolled a four and a nine, uh, and so... Let's see. With Bardic Inspiration, I have 16. <laughs> so you are still relatively spe- stealthy. You're small creatures. Uh, Tama is doing the distraction maneuvering of things. And you're creeping up on this uh, on this area uh, uh, pretty well. When you get close to the source of the light, which takes honestly a few minutes for you to get there no time during this do you hear any other creatures and it is just the air and the trees as you 
merit are able to confidently track exactly where they're going because they only got a 15 and a 16 on stealth so <laughs> you pretty much know you're like oh there they are and then they'll like go behind a tree and then they'll appear again you'll be like there they are we're scooby-dooing our way over <laughs> roll perception again merit see if uh, kelsey keep this die streak going of just always being high <laughs> That's a seventeen. Yeah. It's plus, plus two. two. Yeah, nineteen. You see, in the opposite direction, a matching. It's not exactly like the opposite direction doesn't match geographically, right? Like it's a little bit higher because it's kind of in the northeast. Um, uh, you see, sort of almost a matching. It seems almost equidistance from you. Another one of these lights. Kind of begin to appear, like sort of like they're warming up and everything. So you see a second light in the opposite. How direction. far Crap. away are they now? Um, we're gonna say that this happens while they're moving. Uh, you have a speed of essentially twenty-five or thirty. So they're probably at this point like hundred and fifty feet, maybe two hundred feet away. Okay, just not that far. I'm like, so if I scream real loud, yeah, you can hey, there's another one. <laughs> you hear as you're stealthing around in all of your stealth and effort to hide yourselves from a couple hundred feet back, 250 feet back, maybe at the most. Uh, you hear Merritt just yell in the night, <laughs> hey, there's another one. Uh, see what this one yeah, we're already like close enough. Let's check this one out and then, and then get back quick. Yeah, definitely. Okay. We pick up pace a little bit mm -hmm. uh, just to try to get close enough to see what it is. If it feels safe enough to get within 30 feet so I can, my detect magic should still be going. Um, 10 minutes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's still going. So if I can get within 30 feet safely of whatever it is, I would like to. Otherwise, if it looks dangerous at all, I'll keep my distance. <sighs> So as you approach it, and you're going to see it before you get within 30 okay. feet of it, um, as you approach it, you just see sort of like a strange vertical stone, not quite touching the ground, roughly about four feet in height. Uh, height. It's not quite cylindrical. It's close. It's like ovular, but kind of not so smoothly, perfectly carved. Hmm. So you can kind of see the outer curves of the edges where they kind of tried to make it into a smooth thing. And it's got uh, it's got three symbols in it. One that kind of looks like an H, one that kind of looks like a W, and one that kind of looks like a T. And when I say kind of looks like, I mean, uh, the H, the vertical lines are pulled in a little bit, and then the crosshatch is like extends on either side of them. So it's like a sloppy H. The W, as if the center spike was real small and real low, instead of kind of like equivalent or kind of half-sized uh, to the uh, ends. And then the T, it's a T, but it's almost like a French F because it has another cross symbol. So it's like a lowercase and an uppercase T in one symbol. Would a knowledge, religion, or arcana be appropriate when in looking at this thing? Uh, your choice. I'll try arcana. I'll try Arcana too. Yeah. Oh shit! That's nice. Twenty-three. I also got twenty-three. Yeah. Uh, so you both simultaneously <laughs> have this thought. Uh, this does not look like 
any of the sort of like magical script that you know it's 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 not that you can read you each can read a lot of languages but you've seen them right so you know kind of roughly what written languages look like it's neither a pictograph language nor nor that and it doesn't look like it's a summoning rune of any of the more older um uh ages or anything like that it is a wholly unique looking thing but now that you're within about 30 feet because as you look around it you notice that there's nothing around it it's just sort of sitting there kind of glowing okay. and everything like that uh you are uh, detecting big time abjuration magic on it okay uh remind me again what the general idea of abjuration magic is uh abjuration magic words and are protective in nature though yeah. some of them have uh, aggressive uses they create magical barriers negate harmful effect um harm trespassers or banish creatures to other planes of existence ah, okay did you say there was another one uh yeah so there are at least two of these we could be in a ritual circle yeah that um Roll that would be good okay <laughs> Roll dexterity saves with advantage. All right. Jesus Christ. Um, Oof. I got an 11. Because I rolled a 2 and an 8. I'm uh, giving you advantage. I That's know. That's all I can do. You know what? The advantage is screwing me. Every time I've rolled with advantage so far, all two times, yeah, I've rolled yeah, like true. crap. <laughs> Dex is one of the ones I'm good at. 18. 18, 18. Nice. So, 18. So, in this moment, both of you feel there's like a surge that comes off of this thing because you're within 30 feet of it because you detect magic. Yep. Um, and, and so you feel it and you both know it's nature. You need to get out of its way because it's going to do something, but you don't know what exactly other than you knowing with detect magic that it's probably going to do something in the abjuration class of spells mm -hmm. or, or focus of spells. You get out of the way in time. Even though Scratch feels this, Scratch works with magic all the time, understands the mechanics of, 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 of magic. So they don't know that it's specifically abjuration, but they know that it's got some energy and that it's sort of a consistent sort of thing. Scratch, you get teleported. Now <laughs> both of you are separated. Uh, Jesus. Um, uh, Scratch, you're in a clearing near a cylinder that looks, almost ex that looks exactly the same as the cylinder it was. Huh. But Tama isn't there. Tama, you're in a clearing with exactly where you were. You just got up from your deck save and everything like that. You, you, you landed on your feet. You just kind of got out of distance. Scratch is gone. <laughs> Take off at a full sprint towards camp. Towards camp. So that's what Tama does. Scratch. Uh, Scratch looks around and tries to see if she can orient herself, like if she could still see, like, the uh, campfire or anything. What do you do? What do you do? Right now, do? Scratch is trying to see if she can see where the clearing, where our camp and everything mm. is. Because, like, we could still see it from the other one, right? Uh, no, you really couldn't. Uh, oh, okay. On the ground amongst the trees. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, Scratch is going to climb a tree. Climb up a tree? Yeah, try and everything. orient herself. Perception. All right. Perception minus plus three. Five. Uh, you, it takes you a while. Because it takes you a while, Scratch, roll another deck save. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Seven. 
Wow! Scratch, as you're, <laughs> as you're up on this tree, which is distant, it's more than 30 feet away from the thing. It's mm-hmm. like maybe like 60, 75 feet away from the thing. Uh-huh. Distant, and you're like looking around. And just as you feel like out of the corner of the eye, the fire is there that you know and you can see your camp, mm-hmm. you teleport again. You're on the ground <laughs> at a... a at, uh, uh, at a cylinder rock clearing yeah. that's glowing yellow and orange, kind of like a fire, but not. <laughs> but now more smoothly transitioning between them. Tama is not there. Hmm. Um, uh, Merit, uh, you see Tama running back at a full sprint back in your direction. You couldn't, you, uh, like the clearing, like the way that the woods were, you couldn't really see Scratch disappear. Mm-hmm. But you do see Tama running back at a full sprint back to the camp. What do you do? As soon as Merritt sees Toma barreling down um, without Scratch, <laughs> I start, I'm going to scan real quick and see if, basically like look real hard for Scratch in all directions real quick. And then scramble down the tree. As you're looking for Scratch, you notice one more of these uh, like glowing light locations is now in a different area. <laughs> so now there's three. And then as you get down the tree, you feel like you're probably seeing like there's another one that's probably popping up. <laughs> um, t- Tama, you get back to the camp. I immediately go for the tent and try to wake Lanik up. When you go for the tent to try and wake Lanik up, roll perception. Boy, got morning wood. <laughs> All uh, five inches of it. Hundred <laughs> percent of that five. Uh, Thirteen. <laughs> Thirteen. You go to wake Lanik up, and he doesn't like move. He's breathing. He's snoring. But he doesn't like seem to move too much. Like he doesn't make noises or like fight you. You just kind of shake him. It's more like he's in a coma than he's asleep. Hmm. Um, Merit Merit is panicking and is like like <laughs> like kind of just like slapping his legs, Lanik's legs, <laughs> just like medicine check. Medicine uh, check. Uh, yeah, roll it. Nine. Uh, he <laughs> seems fine. His pulse does seem fine. You know that much. His pulse you is can, fine. You okay. can feel his heartbeat. It's fine. He's breathing. Uh, you can hear him snoring. It's it's just that you can't seem to wake him up for some reason. I'm just like, ah. I think we need to move. I. <laughs> How are you and me going to move a Goliath? <laughs> <laughs> We can't leave practice. Right. <laughs> as much as I, as much as wheels. <laughs> yeah, I assume we've got a wagon, right? As much wagon. as I'd love to, we can't just leave him here. He is our employer. <laughs> While this is happening, scratch. Uh, roll a perception, or, uh, or, or, or yeah, roll a perception. All right, I'll roll a perception. But I'm going to say that after the second time scratch mm. gets teleported, the first oh. thing she does is get the hell away from. Yeah, the yeah, that's, thing. that's that. This is more for you doing that. I'm just assuming it. Nine. <laughs> um, I'm going to look for more d20s. I do want so as as Merritt was climbing down from the tree, I'm pretty sure like he's just like, oh shit, there's more, there's more, there's more, mm. like. Yeah, so the Tama now knows yeah. that there's more. Yeah, and like, Scratch is learning very. We're surrounded. <laughs> yeah, we're not safe. Firsthand. 
<laughs> uh, there's more. Scratch, uh, with a nine perception, mm-hmm. get a little bit lost for a while because mm-hmm. you're focused on getting far enough away. You're not transported yeah. again. You had enough time to get out of there. Yeah. Um, and everything. Uh, get a little lost for a while, and then it takes you a while to climb up, you know, like to climb up another tree and mm-hmm. sort of get your bearings. But you do get your bearings, and you realize that you went out to the kind of the southwest a little bit okay. initially mm-hmm. with Tama. Then you got transported to the northeast. Mm-hmm. Then you got transported to the southeast. So now you've kind of reoriented uh. yourself. But when you're in the tree, you see that there are another... Uh, now there there appear to be, including the one you came from, a solid eight of these little things. Jesus. All roughly equidistant around you. And you <laughs> realize that you could have just bounced around them a bunch. And that would have been very annoying and possibly nauseating. <laughs> but you do see where your campfire is and everything like that. So you will get back there. Okay, cool. Um, Cutting back to Tama and Merritt discussing how they're going to move Atlantic. Um, <laughs> is... Lanik on a bed or blanket or anything yeah, that you could literally just tie to a horse and drag. Yeah, you could drag him. You could tie him up and drag him if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to be clever. <laughs> I mean, it won't kill him, I, 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 I guess, but we can't leave. What about Scratch? Are they here? <laughs> I don't know. There was a stone. It's abjuration magic. For all I know, they could be on an elemental plane. Scotch! <laughs> I just Merritt just starts shouting, just like a little like echo looking at scratch. Minor scratch. illusion. Minor uh, <laughs> like, like, create, directions. Uh, <laughs> I use minor illusion to create uh three floating torches uh, about ten feet above our heads that just kind of go in a circle. Okay. Scratch, uh nice. you start hearing in the distance, and then you see as well uh a merit just yelling scratch over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, scratch starts jogging in that direction. Yeah, and dragging in that direction. So you get to camp while they're they're doing it. Uh, it's easy enough to find amongst the trees because of the minor illusion, so it doesn't like you get there a little bit faster. And you can see uh Merritt and Tama are like like over Lanik and Lanik's still asleep. <laughs> he is not waking up. He's alive, but I don't I don't know. Did you see anything out there? Uh yeah, I saw about eight more of these things. We are in a, a fucking big circle. circle. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so we, yeah. Yeah. Tie him to the horse. We, we gotta drag him out of here. Is the uh armor a champion armor already on the horse or on the uh, Yeah, it's on the wagon armor. So we have a wagon. Yeah, you have a wagon. You can easily there is enough room if you all want to try and get Lanik up in the wagon that you could get him in there safely. It's a wagon meant to hold the supplies and needs of two horses and four travelers. I don't feel for months. I, we, we Meta's should... gonna be like, I don't feel we have time. Bind his feet, drag him. <laughs> Take me, 30 seconds to try to get him here. in. If we can't get him in, we'll tie him. Okay? Let me try one thing. This has always been a surefire trick to wake him up in the past because he is hard to wake up. And uh, Scratch Sack the taps him. <laughs> Sack taps Lanik. Scratch, uh, roll to hit Sack tap. All right. That's with your two strength hit. modifier. Uh, two hit. That's 13 to hit. 13 to hit. He is unarmored in his Sack region, so you do hit. Roll a uh, D4 of damage. <laughs> That's a one. That's a one. So he's going to take one damage, but it's going to not happen for the first minute or so. And then it's really going to happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna, no, uh, he doesn't wake up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, let's tie him to the horse. 
So, do you tie him to the horse or do you try to get him in? Uh, I, I say we take just a moment to try to get him in, and if we can't, we tie him, we tie okay. him to the back. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Between the three I, of us. I'm like, I'll yeah. give it 15 seconds, but Merritt is just like... I assume Merritt's the strongest of Everybody three. lift. Grab, 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 mm-hmm. grab you, at the, you at the top, us down at the feet, we'll try, okay? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tama and Scratch, roll a strength check. An athletics check, Ooh. if you will. All right. And then this will define how many dice Merit gets to roll, basically. 12. Are it strength or athletics? Athletics. Okay. Uh, 22. 22. All right. With the 12, Tama, not so much. Like, you don't hurt it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're pulling your weight, but your weight isn't very heavy. Um, uh, scratch with the 22. You absolutely get that hustle strength going. Uh, that means merit. You can roll with advantage. You you can roll on my weight. Forty two pounds with two with 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 two die. Yeah, as long as you don't hurt it, you're you're good. There was a real chance thing where you both struggled against merit. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> By the look on your face. So merit sees that like that that scratch has got the back end pretty well and just like overconfidently tries to in one move try and get him just like up where he needs to be because he's like we don't have time we don't have time and um just fucking drops him like right back on his head it so i I rolled a two and a three (laughs) so i didn't crit fail but i just Immediate, because like Merritt was so ready to just bind him and drag him, he was just like, just like, come on, well, if you, we'll try real quick. But he was so set on just like tying him up and dragging him that he's like, fuck it, half-assed it, and is ready to just move to our next tactic and get the fuck out. Okay, so <laughs> we're tying his feet up and tying his feet up and dragging him behind a wagon. Um, you're tying his feet up. Uh, it only needs one of you to tie the feet up. Do the other ones try to gather up whatever supplies are out and, 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 and keep them? Or Yeah, just, basically yeah. whatever we can just scoop up. Like right. the rest of the tent stuff, like we can buy New uh, shit. This won't hurt you. This is not a, a hurt. It's sort of a measurement. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, deck saves for, let's say, uh, let's say Merit uh, ties him up because he was the one who suggested it and failed the lift. <laughs> um, uh, and that deck saves for Tama and uh, uh, Scratch. Okay. The 10. <laughs> 15. 15. All right. You get enough of your supplies. You probably have to rebuy a new tent. And everything, but you none of the clothes yeah. are left. None of the like personals yeah. effects are left cool. and everything. And as Merritt finishes tying up Lanik's ankles to the wagon <laughs> and everything, I assume you all get in. Uh who's driving? Oh, that's a good is any of, are any of you particularly good with animals? Yeah, who has animal handling in this party? I have plus one. Uh I'm Three? That would be plus four. Oh, do it, Eris. So yeah, Merit ties him up. The moment he's done tying, I'm just at the front, making sure the horses are ready, Mm -hmm. and just like waiting to the moment, like someone, like you guys' feet are on the wagon, (laughs) we're taking off. (laughs) Merit, roll animal handling. This will be our driving (laughs) step. We hop in and slap the side of the wagon. Go, go, go! (laughs) Get us the fuck out of here! (laughs) 
wrap my tail around one of the handles to extra steady myself. Okay. Uh, that is a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Nice. Uh, Merit just rolls them horses out. It's nighttime, right? <laughs> like, you're in not so much rough, rough country, but it's not like paved roads yeah. or, or well-traveled trade trails. You know, <laughs> it's, it's the over the top of the herd hour, the hourglass herd mountains, which is not the way reasonable people go usually. Um, <laughs> but Lannick likes to rough it, and he's roughing it now, dragged behind a wagon as he bumps <laughs> and slams against every rock, fallen do you, branch. Do you have low light or uh, dark vision? I believe I do. You're a goblin. You should have to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dark okay. vision. Yeah. All right. So we're we're yeah. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> We're just so as a party, cool light too. is not a factor. Yeah, yeah. Light is not Can, a factor. So I assume he's still going to take massive damage. I would like to have at least like tied the pillow to his head if I didn't have time. <laughs> put an actual helmet on him. Uh, all right. I'm going to make you roll a sleight of hand for that <laughs> to see if you did that well. See if it stands up. Ooh. Nat 20. Nat 20. Hell yeah. <laughs> you tied every pillow you could to every part of his body. You'll have to buy new pillows. But he is like a kid whose parents are terrified for them to be in any physical contact sport. He is just like, he's like, it's like he's wearing five winter coats. He's just there bouncing around like a buoy behind a boat. <laughs> just a skinny kid with a puffy jacket. Just, oh, oh, he is... He is taking considerably less damage with your safety pass. <laughs> I would like to stay at the back of the wagon and monitor him. If he looks like at any point he's actually in danger of uh, dying. If we aren't out of the circle, I will heal him. If we are out of the circle, I will call to stop. <laughs> yeah. Right. I also have a healing spell, so we cool. Just, yeah. just ready, ready action. <laughs> so since you're at the back of the wagon, we'll say that you're at the back of the wagon. Tama, roll perception. Uh, that's a that's not a that's good a, face that's a five <laughs> uh, uh, so you don't notice anything uh, until you hear it and until the rest of you hear it uh -oh. the earth is falling away uh, behind you right now what the fuck and it's slowly <laughs> spreading out oh god as you continue to race toward the rim <laughs> of this circle of things <laughs> it's like it, it at first you think it's falling away because you can hear kind of a rumbling mm -hmm. but in reality upon further look since you all have dark vision it's just dissipating away but there's still a rumbling maybe huh. an earthquake unclear maybe the fact that a large section of earth amongst mountains that usually depend on the pressure of each other to not move uh, uh disappearing might be have a very interesting effect on the region <laughs> um uh, but nonetheless is huge sections of blackness are encroaching upon you. So at, so the the ground is giving away to nothingness. Yeah, to emptiness. That's terrifying. To pure blackness. <laughs> Can I roll knowledge arcana to tell if it's getting sucked into another plane? Yeah. Since sure. it's abjuration magic yeah. and yeah, we're in a circle. Well, this won't even be that high of a DZ check. Uh <laughs> sixteen. Hmm. Yeah, you know that this is a, this is a portal. This isn't like obliteration death magic this is this is creating this kind of ever expanding portal that's slowly sucking more of this place with it and it is chasing essentially chasing you in the way that it's expanding out from the center 
it's good that you got out of that camp. Everything there is definitely gone. Uh, 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 and you are racing. Must go faster. Must go faster. Yeah. <laughs> or we're going to go on a really shitty vacation. Um, uh, Can I intimidate the horses to go faster? You know what? Do you want to intimidate the horses? I will say if you succeed, it will go faster. If you wildly fail, and I mean wildly, <laughs> um, it might be a problem. But, like I'm not gonna punish you if you get like a seven. I'm not gonna punish you if you get like a seven. But if you crit fumble, then it might go wrong. But if you succeed, yeah, like I'm screaming at these horses. <laughs> We've already been yelling. I'm not worried about my okay, stealth here. All right, roll intimidation. Faster. <laughs> Oh, not bad. That's a 17. It's a 15 plus 2. That's above FDC 15. Uh, the horses are definitely on their full hustle as you run uh, and try to outrun this, but it is expanding at a faster and faster rate. Scratch, you're the person that has to do the most calculations in regards to your magical equipment and how you imbue the armor <laughs> and everything like that. Yeah. Give me a intelligence saving throw or like a skill check. All right, I'll Whatever roll in. Be better for you. Merritt's just like panicking and and like half yelling to himself, and the horses is unlike you, like Lanik. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a seven total. You Two plus. I have five. no idea about the math on. If one vehicle is traveling at so many miles per yeah. hour at, at this distance, well, a sphere with a radius expanding at, or a circle <laughs> with a radius expanding at this, you're, that's not your... Ah, but I do know it's a sphere. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, now, because I misspoke. Yeah. So it's definitely a sphere. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. I don't know much, but I do know that that's a sphere. <laughs> yeah, so the horses didn't go any faster, right? No, the horses did go a bit faster. Okay. Um, uh, so you are still keeping out in front of it, but the seconds are ticking down, and it is slowly going faster and faster. Like, it is slowly. Okay, like, but that's behind will, me, so I'm not saying it. It was yeah. basically, if we hadn't gone any faster, Merritt would be panicking and being like, do we cut Lanik? But if the horses started going faster, Merritt would be like, good, they started going faster. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> Unless uh, someone tells him otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Ama, with your with your insight on on Arcana, I'll let you do this too. Uh, do uh, an intelligence saving throw. Nothing's casting against you. This is just sort of sixteen. Sixteen. You know that if something isn't done, even though Merritt has gotten the wagon to move faster, the horses to move faster, you know if something isn't done. Lanik ain't gonna make it. Y'all just might. The timing looks right <laughs> for everyone in the wagon to make it. Which but the person dragging behind the wagon may not. Which weighs more, Lanik or his armor? So Lanik's armor weighs more to the degree where unless you have Lanik with you or winches and pulleys, you can't move it. I want to do something crazy. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Get nuts. I like crazy. 
I'm going to die. First game, I'm going to die. Okay. (laughs) I want to jump onto Lannick. All right. (laughs) I want to hold onto him and use Thunder Wave to try to propel him and me into (laughs) the back of the wagon. Do I think that is even remotely possible? (laughs) Roll... (laughs) <laughs> Common sense. No. Roll <laughs> reasonability. Roll, uh, roll uh, insight on this. Roll insight. I'll let you roll insight on it. Uh, that's a good roll, at least. Uh, 21. So, mechanically, it's possible. It's incredibly reckless, but I think you know that. Oh, yeah. So, it's an incredibly dangerous move, because if it doesn't go off perfectly, then you and Lannick are fucked. You do, you said you have a 21? Mm-hmm. You could theoretically, if you aimed Thunder Wave right, right, it has a push of 10 feet? Right? Yeah. If you aimed Thunder Wave just right and timed it just right and put it kind of in front of where Lannick is, right at the back of your tires and everything like that, it would have an e- it would try to push against a force that is the Earth itself. It would not do that very well, and the Earth would respond with said force and mm-hmm. everything. So you might be able to skip jump Lannick up without it, be a harder spell to nail, but it wouldn't involve endangering yourself. Do a kickflip. If you basically <laughs> kickflip, Lanny, because once he's in the sky, you could use you could you could maybe call uh, Scratch to you know help pull on the rope. Oh yeah, and everything yeah, like that. Like once he's not being pulled away from the wagon by the drag of dirt, he's essentially almost weightless. Um, almost weightless if he's like being propelled by any sense of force. You could also th- cast Thunder Wave in such a way where it's farther back from you and it's pushing him ten feet toward you. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna make it unless we get him in the wagon right now. Let's do it then. Try to catch him or me or try to help. I don't know shit. <laughs> I wrap my tail around uh, the back, like a handle or something in the back of the wagon yeah. and lean out as far as I can. Yeah. Um, and then try to hit him with Thunder Wave to skip him into okay. the... Okay, is Thunder Wave an attack spell? It is. Uh, right. Let me see. Uh, uh... Scratch is going to try and pull the ropes well. So a wave of thunderous force sweeps out from you. Each creature oh. in a 15-foot cube originating um, from you must make a constitution saving throw. Right. So oh. it actually has to be me. Okay, so it does have to be I'm going to lately... So you can still do it. You just kind of do it through Lannick to kind of push him up. Okay. I'll allow you not to have to jump onto him. Okay, I will try to push and thunder wave him. Uh, uh, let's see how this... Is gonna go. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, the attack is a Constitution save from him. Yeah, the Constitution save from him. But I am going to have you roll a spell attack in this case because he's not resisting, and I want this to be you creating the success or failure, not me. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Lanik. Bur- you can f- you know that you pushed a lot of this spell across Lannick. <laughs> and so and what you did is you figured it out just at the last moments. If you hit Lannick in the lower half and do the ultimate magical nut tap <laughs> and then hit and then and then like angle the spells just so so that the rest of the spell went through the land, you're pushing Lannick down and you're pushing some land up. And it swings Lannick forward now. Yeah. Scratch. You need to make. You can call this a strength check. Okay. Or, a stre- or an athletics check. Mm-hmm. 
I will also allow this to be a constitution saving throw if that's higher for you. Okay. Yeah, it actually is. Yeah. All right. Cool. Where you're basically weighting your weight against the momentum of Lannick, which is tough. Yeah. All right. Oh, Jesus. Oh, come the fuck on. Nine. (laughs) All right. That doesn't like fail to the point where you're in danger. Yeah. But you don't get a lot more pull on him. Yeah. Tama. For all the marbles on this one. <laughs> oh boy. Describe he's he's in the air. Scratch has the rope and it's taut, but it's not enough to pull him in. You can either go to the rope to grab to pull him in. You can try to do something else. You can tell Merritt that if he slows if he slows down, like a hair fraction for a moment. I was just thinking that. Um, uh, uh, what do you do? Because, Merritt, you're just working those You're horses. going... Someone's going to have to roll, like, a persuasion to persuade Merritt to yeah. slow down And at you know all. that well yeah. enough. You're like, Merritt's obviously okay. in, in flight mode. So you're either persuading him or you're do- trying to do it yourself. I am young, dumb, come from privilege, and am terrified right now. So <laughs> you almost said young, dumb, and filled with cum. Yeah. Like, because you said come from privilege. I'm like, are you saying young, dumb, and filled with cum? Is that who it is? I mean, the also answer is not yes. wrong. But... Um, can I scream three words while trying to do something yeah. acrobatic and potentially Absolutely. dumb? Absolutely. Tap the reins! And then I, uh, damn it, uh, I, I, I hold as tight as I can with my tail, jump out and use my tail to try to swing around and pull him in as best I can to try to stay, try to help get him in um, while holding on to the carriage with my prehensile tail that has about okay. the strength of my arms. Persuasion <laughs> check for first on the tap the reins based off this and if the reins are tapped, then um or or tugged lightly um uh the uh dc of the acrobatics check that you're about to make will change uh that's an 18 for persuasion all right so the way that i do persuasion in things where it's not uh adversarial so much as it's a does it work kind of a situation Mm. when it's ally to ally is you're going to now roll insight and you're not going to roll with disadvantage because you were you you hear it well enough to do this, and you are going to roll a bardic inspiration die. Um, so a d6 is it a d6? Yes, bardics right now. If your insight is above a 15, you understand that you could tap the reins and it will probably be fine. If your insight is below a 15, the persuasion doesn't work. He's basically setting the challenge and giving you the bonus by doing well on his persuasion. And that that way you're more likely to be because I assume you as a player aren't against the idea of merit doing this to make it easy. I am so terrified of us slowing down at all. <laughs> uh, if you want, <laughs> even to make on it a meta simply, level, that's why to, I'm okay, like. Okay, I apologize. If I, you want to be this to be a contested role, then you can just contest roll it, and that would be essentially a wisdom. Um, like again, role. if we're. If you're saying that there is a potential for it to be fine, and, Mer- and again, like Merrick can be convinced of that, uh, the I'm word fine with that. Is is 
it's basically how much does Merit trust Tama to assess a situation? If the answer is not it's, it's a lot. Middling. It's middling. I haven't been, been around, here I mean, very fair, long. You yeah. haven't been around long enough to see Tama in a stressful situation. No. You've just Ooh. seen like the casual yeah. try to get out so, of work guy. I'll let yeah. it be your choice. You can either roll insight with a bardic die and make it more likely that you'll get above a 15. And you'll probably do what it says. Or you can be more honest to your situation and just be like... All right, I'm rolling a wisdom save, and if I don't, yeah, the I honestly save, think Merit is so panicked that okay. like he probably is. Then roll wisdom yeah. save, and and the wisdom save is still too save to be wise yeah. enough to cooperate. But that's an eighteen on the die. That's gotta hit it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Sorry, what was I doing again? A wisdom save. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's just dirty twenty. So it's dirty twenty. So you recognize that you can probably do this literally just tap on them like it's almost like yeah yes fluctuate all right oh no it's, it all comes down to this roll <laughs> it all comes down to this roll oh no <laughs> <laughs> this is an acrobatics check no pressure tama i'm at least pretty good at acrobatics just see your part. <laughs> no pressure don't fuck it up nat fucking 20 oh, oh yeah! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Tama with a nat 20. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Swings from the side rail of the wagon, grabbing on to the rope that, that Scratch is holding taut. As that's happening, Merritt just barely pulls the reins adding just enough of a momentum to the left side to drag the force of body pull to a more of a counterclockwise position as Tama and Lanik and Scratch all tumble down because, of course, the rope is now no longer taut. Yeah. Back into the wagon. The earth is falling beneath you, dissipating into nothingness as the horses are being pushed as hard as they can by merit. And in the literal last split second, as Merritt's been kind of keeping an eye on it in the left side of their view, they can see one of the glowing spots. You pass that crest, and Tama, Scratch, uh, you both see that the progression of falling Earth stops. There's nothing behind you, and then the lights of the eight things, although you can only really see the one from your positioning, go out. Hmm. And as suddenly you immediately see birds flying above you in kind of like a mass at night, you can hear crickets. It's hard to hear over the thrum of the wagon, but you can hear them. We did it. I think. You can slow it down, but I would suggest we keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Merritt's just like hyperventilating, ventilating, possibly crying at this point. <laughs> and until someone tells him to stop, is just going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make my way up to the front of the wagon and sit next to uh, sit next to you and just try to calm you down a little bit. Like, <laughs> just we can take it at a reasonable pace now. We're out of danger. Just head to Davidstown. <laughs> uh, scratches um, hanging out the back of the uh, wagon, looking back the 
from where they came. It, does it look normal now or is there just like a big void? So there's a void the moment you hit anything physical, but like the air looks normal around it. So, so, uh, so it basically looks like a you, huge hole in the ground. Yeah, it, it looks us. like a huge hole, and it looks like it's too big for you to see the bottom of it, even if dark vision at night. Wow. But your guess is because you can see dirt kind of at the edges of it. Your guess and, is that your sphere in, instinct is that it's like a big half bowl of earth was just removed from existence. Awesome. And there's just a big old crater. <laughs> Jeez. Now. So, so Scratch is just kind of quietly contemplating mortality <laughs> and, and is fine with continuing on. As you're running, roll Merit, Tama, and Scratch. Roll a perception check. Perception. Scratch, roll good one time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I did roll you had a couple one time earlier on. That's a that's an eight. That's an eight. Solid, solid roll. That is another dirty twenty. That's an eighteen on the die. Uh, roll. With Do you want to use my die? Might. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, uh, what did you get, Scratch? Oh, uh, nine. Merit, even through your tears and panic, you begin to feel what at first feels like rain. But when you look at it, when you look up, and then you look down at your hands. It's not rain. It's little grainy bits. Everyone, roll a deck save with disadvantage, except for Merit. Grainy bits. That is a nat one. A nat Ooh. one. Ooh. Wow, 19. 19 with disadvantage? Yeah, because I rolled a 16 and an 18. Okay. <laughs> Fuck yeah. For scratch, or, or a 19, one for Tama. <laughs> yeah. That's payback for that nat 20. Oh, I'm sorry. Dex yeah. again? And Dex save. Yeah, so it's 21. So it's 21. 21, 19, and a one. As you're, you're hustling this wagon like crazy out of this, and no one slowed Merit down and everything like that, it started as some grains, then it was some clumps and clods, oh, no. grass and dirt are falling from the sky, oh, and shit. it looks like what was scooped from the ground is coming back down. Oh, Jesus. And for all of you, even the 19 and the 21, you are suddenly buried well, in darkness. That's not good. And that is the end of our first episode of the oh. podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Uh, 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 fuck you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening uh, to this first episode. Be sure uh, to join us next time when we roll up new characters to the, replace the ones that died. No. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, we uh, dead. all become an archaeology team and unearth these uh, poor Your heroes. <laughs> Uh, uh, join us for the next episode. Uh, I'd like to thank my wonderful players. Uh, players, uh, uh, remind us of your names and tell us where we can follow you on the interwebs. We'll start off with uh, you, sir. Uh, I'm Ron Leota. You can check me out at uh, Leota Roleplaying on Facebook, or you can check out The Roles We Play, a podcast I do with Steve, and that is also released via Dying of Exposure or at uh, theroleswePlay.podbean.com. And uh, you yourself? Uh, I am Aaron. I play Scratch. And you can follow me on uh, YouTube is what I would recommend. Uh, you can find me at Triple 
space A space Ron, R-A-W-N. Again, that's triple A Ron. Um, you could also find me on Twitter under that handle, but uh, I wouldn't recommend it unless you want to see me yelling a lot about politics. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey Steven. Um, I'm sometimes on Conversation of Candy videos uh, on dying of exposure. At CHA is my dump stat. Yeah, you can follow us at Dying of Exposure. Uh, listen to this podcast wherever podcasts are listened to. And thank you very much for joining us on our first episode. Thank you again, Pit Crew, and we'll see you next time. Yay! Yay! Let's warm it up. Spit on it. Slap a little. <laughs> Are you fluffing the game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, get, just hyping it up. Understand, Gassing by the way, it up. That's yeah. Aaron, that's hand sanitizer. <laughs>